Welcome to Vaginas, Vulvas, and Vibrators with Jordan Donnell. This is a safe place to learn about women's health and sexual wellness. I'm your host, Jordan Donnell, physician assistant, women's sexual health educator, and intimacy coach. Today we are covering another sexually transmitted infection, HPV or human papilloma virus. This virus is so common that nearly every woman will get it at some point in their life. And did you know that condoms only provide you partial protection? HPV is the primary cause of cervical cancer, which is why women get pap smears. By the end of this episode, you will have a better understanding of HPV, how it's spread, how to protect yourself, and of course, we have to cover the HPV vaccine. This is the seventh episode in our series about infections of the genital tract. Annual women's exams can be stressful and overwhelming for many patients. I have compiled my top tips for preparing for your well women's exam, including a list of sexually transmitted infections to request for testing. To get your copy of my top tips, go to tips.vaginasvulvasandvibrators.com. You can also find the link in the show notes. Human papillomavirus, or HPV, is the most common sexually transmitted infection, STI, in the United States. I don't know about you guys, but when I learned about HPV, I did not understand how common it was. Up to 79% of sexually active women acquire a genital HPV infection during their lifetime. HPV is a virus that infects human epithelial cells. Like other viruses, HPV causes infection by entering the cells. Then once it's inside the cell, the HPV takes control of the internal machinery and uses it to replicate its own DNA or make copies of itself. These copies then infect other nearby cells. HPV infection is a very slow process. Typically, the immune system clears the body of HPV before it causes disease. HPV can be spread via skin-to-skin contact during vaginal, anal, or oral sex with someone who has the virus. You can get genital HPV infections even if you do not have sexual intercourse because the virus is spread skin-to-skin. This is a common misunderstanding or myth about sexually transmitted infections and that a lot of people feel that condoms or you only have to have sex to get infections but right here you can see that HPV can be spread via skin-to-skin interaction or skin-to-skin contact meaning that you don't have to have intercourse. You can develop HPV infections years after you're intimate with someone who is infected This makes it hard to know when you first became infected or where you got that virus from. There are over 100 types of HPV, and about 40 of them infect the genitals. So that means over 60 other HPV strands do not affect the genitals. Some strands that affect the genitals are going to cause cancer. Other strands can cause warts. Some don't cause any symptoms. Interestingly, common warts, planter warts, and flat warts are all strands of HPV as well. An individual can be infected with multiple strands of genital HPV at one time or over their lifetime. 
In most cases, HPV goes away on its own and does not cause any health problems. But when it doesn't go away, it can cause health problems like genital warts and cancer. Up to 90% of people infected with genital HPV clear the infection within about two years. HPV often has no signs or symptoms. This is one reason why HPV spreads easily and many people have it. The most visible manifestation of HPV infection is genital warts or in the medical world, condyloma accumulatum. About 1% of sexually active Americans have genital warts. Genital warts usually appear as a small bump or a group of bumps in the genital area. They can be small or large, raised or flat, or shaped like cauliflower. The strands of HPV that are most commonly seen with genital warts is type 6 and 11. These two strands alone cause about 90 to 95% of genital wart cases. Genital warts can be treated with topical medication, freezing, or other procedures at your doctor's office. Do not use anything over the counter on your genital warts. Genital warts are highly transmittable because of the high viral load. Up to 65% of sexual contacts will develop an infection. I found this really interesting. The typical incubation period for genital warts is three weeks to eight months with an average about 2.9 months, which is why it can be really hard to know where you got the virus from. If something happened eight months ago, it's hard to say, you know, everybody has different number of sexual partners, but you know, you might've had multiple sexual partners in that time frame. So how, how would you know? How would you even begin to identify that? Interestingly, 31% of individuals with genital warts also have an HPV strand that is high risk for cervical cancer. The most common cause of cervical cancer is HPV. HPV is also associated with volvular cancer, vaginal cancer, penile cancer, anal cancer, and oral pharyngeal cancers, so mouth throat cancers. Cancer often takes years or even decades to develop after a person gets HPV. And again, most people are going to get rid of it on their own within two years. There is no way to know which individuals who have HPV will develop cancer or other health problems from it. People with weak immune systems may be less able to fight off HPV infections. For example, people with HIV or um, human immunodeficiency virus. Of the 40 strands of HPV that infect the genitals, there are, there are about 15 that are linked to cancer, but type 16 and 18 cause about 70% of cervical cancers. It can take about three to seven years for certain changes in the cells on the cervix to become cancerous. This is why getting a pap smear is so important. This is the only way to screen for those cell changes on the cervix. The average time between infection and diagnosis of cancer is about 10 to 20 years. The HPV infection is most common in 20-year-olds and steadily declines after that. However, the peak incidence of cervical cancer does not occur until the age of 40. 
which is why testing for persistent HPV infections is most useful between 30 to 40 year old women. When it comes to testing, there is no testing to find out someone's HPV status. It is not part of the standard STI screening panel. Screening for HPV is usually done with pap smears in women over the age of 30. They no longer recommend screening for HPV in women under 30. This is because most people with HPV never develop symptoms or health problems from it, and women in their 20s were being overtreated when they had HPV that would typically go away on their own and never cause a problem. I have a lot of friends and I know a lot of people who in their 20s had procedures done because they had abnormal cells of their cervix. However, had they waited a few years and it resolved on their own, they may not have needed those procedures. The goal of a pap smear is to look for abnormal cells of the cervix, which would indicate cervical cancer or the precursor to cervical cancer. The guidelines for pap smears changed and now start at the age of 21, and they only are looking for abnormal cells. Then at the age of 30, they do the screening for abnormal cells as well as screening for HPV, which is the most common reason for abnormal cells. Most people do not know they are infected with HPV. There is no approved HPV test for the mouth and throat, and there are no HPV tests for use in men. However, it has been proposed to do anal pap smears as a screening tool in men with HIV and men who have sex with men. However, at this point, it's not in practice. You are at increased risk for contracting HPV if you have multiple sex partners, start having sex at an early age, do not use condoms consistently, you have a history of sexually transmitted infections, and if you smoke. We haven't talked about smoking in a while, but smoking does increase your inflammatory response, which is kind of believed to be associated with increased risk of getting an HPV infection and it progressing to cancer as well. To reduce your risk of HPV, limit the number of partners you have, use condoms, and stop smoking. Another way to reduce your risk of HPV is to get the HPV vaccine. The HPV vaccine provides protection against the most common strands that cause cervical cancer and genital warts. There are a couple different vaccines available. One vaccine covers strands 16 and 18. Another vaccine covers 16, 18, 6, and 11, and the newest vaccine, Gardasil 9, covers 16, 18, 6, 11, 31, 33, 45, 52, and 58. So if you're going to get the vaccine, I would absolutely encourage getting the one that covers more strands. The CDC does recommend the HPV vaccine for boys and girls starting at the age 11 through 26. However, people over 26 may still decide to get the vaccine after talking with their provider and discussing the potential benefits and analyzing the individual risk for contracting HPV in that particular individual. The vaccine works best when it is done before a person is sexually active and is potentially exposed to HPV. The vaccine can reduce the risk of HPV-related genital warts and cancer, by up to 99% when all recommended shots have been given. It is one of the most effective vaccines available and the only vaccine available for preventing cancer.
According to the American Academy of Family Physicians, areas where cervical cancer screening is already routinely performed, HPV vaccination will not have a significant decrease in the number of women who get cervical cancer, but it'll decrease the number of abnormal screening tests. The most pressing need for HPV vaccination is in developing countries where most women never receive pap smears and cervical cancer is a leading cause of death. Approximately 80% of cases of cervical cancer occur in developing countries. And unfortunately, the cost of the current vaccine really limits the availability to these areas that would benefit the most from it. Another way to reduce your risk is to use condoms correctly in every time you have intercourse. However, like I mentioned, HPV can infect areas not covered by a condom, so condoms do not fully protect you against HPV. Condom use is only about 70% effective in preventing HPV transmission. For oral favors, you can use a dental dam on women. That will provide more skin or surface area coverage. So I got a little quick tip for you guys. To make a dental dam from a condom, you can take the condom out, cut the tip off, and then cut down the length of the condom and then roll it out. And now you have a dental dam. So that is something to always keep in the back of your mind to know how to create one. To further reduce your risk, I would always encourage mutually monogamous relationship as each new sex partner does increase your risk factor of getting a new HPV infection. Interesting fact, there is some evidence that circumcision may reduce HPV infection in men. In summary, HPV is a very common virus. Most sexually active individuals will have it at some point. Usually the body will clear the virus on its own, but when it doesn't, it can lead to cervical cancer. Condoms are only about 70% effective in preventing HPV transmission because the virus is spread via skin-to-skin contact. Make sure you get your pap smears as recommended by your provider as that is the only way to screen for cervical cancer. This podcast is sponsored by Pure Romance by Jordan Jones, offering top bath and beauty products and relationship enhancement items. Check out the link in the bio to start shopping today. Thank you for joining today and continuing to bring awareness to women's health. If you love the show, please subscribe so you never miss another episode and leave a review for others to see. If you want to see me on the daily, you can check out my bio for links to all my pages. Be sure to share this episode with your girlfriends. Thanks again and see you next episode.